Okay, people, that's right. We are here with our day seven coverage of the 64th BFI London Film Festival. Right, we had some technical issues with some of the uh, audio, but we had nothing for today. So, you know, it seemed right just to slot it in. Right, so today we have got a film and we've got a talk with that film's director. So, hey, it's a fun episode, people. So sit down, relax, and let us get to it. Okay, so it's always interesting when we get a different take on something, right? Because I think everyone's always said it. There's only so many stories, right? There's only so many stories, ideas. But there are a million different interpretations of those stories. There's different ways to approach them, start them, finish them. <laughs> different angles, different viewpoints And I think when you come across something that really flips things Gives you a 180 on something That's always intriguing Always intriguing So today I checked out Rose, A Love Story Okay, so this is the, I believe it's the feature film debut um, from Jennifer, Sher- Jennifer Sheridan, okay, I believe that is um, correct, and it's produced by April Kelly, Sarah Huxley, Robert Taylor, Matt Stoke. Key and Sophie Rundle. It's um, written by Stokey, and the film stars Sophie Rundle, Matt Stokey, Olivia Gray, as well as um, Bodicea Ricketts. And um, it is compelling, people. It is very compelling. Okay, so the gist is this. In the remote woodland outskirts of a quiet town, Rose and Sam live a back-to-basics existence, sheltered away from the prying eyes of society. Although entirely devoted to each other, they have to contend every day with the mysterious and deadly illness that plagues Rogue's, Rose's life. But when the couple are forced to take in an uninvited guest, their solitude is unexpectedly interrupted, threatening to unleash the violent horror of Rose's condition. So, um, Jennifer Sheridan has crafted a darkly catastrophic. Um, my days Sometimes there's a word that you know what it means You have said it before But it won't leave your mouth It's like it's hiding God damn it 
claustrophobic, claustrophobic, boom, there we go people, (laughs) in a a darkly claustrophobic horror experience which relies on a heady atmosphere rarer than immediate scares, but underneath all the dread and foreboding lies a subtle devastating portrayal of commitment and the lengths we will go to protect the ones we love. Boom, got it out in the end. There we go. Okay, so yeah, this is very interesting. Right? It's an intriguing uh tale. That we, you know, we find ourselves with And I think It's all the way you go about these things, right? So the film starts It starts in a way That Makes you think, right? Starts in a way that definitely Piques your interest And has you thinking Ooh, what is happening right here? Something isn't right. I mean, we start off, we've we got some kind of ominous music playing, but we get these landscapes. So we see trees, we see snow, right? We see these odd wind chimes, very odd wind chimes. And then we move in onto a cabin, this old looking cabin, and a guy comes out. Dressed a bit like a woodsman, right? But then he turns around and he locks it up. But the locks, there's several locks now, and all the locks look real new. Then it pans inside and there's a girl in bed sleeping, but making those restless noises... And then we kind of get a, hmm, I don't know, I think it seems like a wolf, I want to say a wolf, but just like maybe kind of the eyes and muzzle, it's a little kind of, it's not a focus shot, it's like a close up, and we get that, and then she, you know, we hear something and she wakes up, and you're like, oh fuck, fuck. Like, what is this? You know, has he got a hostage? Right? Is that the thing? Is that what's going on? I don't know. Hmm, I'm intrigued. Right? And so, we, um, yeah, we're watching the film, you know, the beginning, and you're trying to assess the situation. You want to work it out. And everything seems, seems okay, but it always seems like there's an air of um, mystery, right? There's something happening that you're not sure of, because, you know, we're back on our hunter guy, and he's he seems all skittish, like he's whirling around with the gun, thinks he hears something, he's like, you know, pointing the gun, and we're like, hmm... Then we're back inside, she's making coffee, you know, sitting at the table. And, um, yeah, 
you know, she's writing. Like, it's a typewriter. And you're just like, huh. What is this situation? And it's very dark as well. And you're like, is she being held a hostage? Is that the gist? Right? And I think even when it starts and they're, you know, they're talking and it seems like they are fine. Right? Seems that they're fine. You just be like, oh, is it Munchausen by proxy? Is that the thing? Munchausen by proxy? I think that's the thing, right? Where you fall in love with your hostage person, you know? Um, but yeah, you are trying to work this out. But as the film rolls on, we get, you know, there are all these kind of little clues. These little hints. And um, underneath, like, we're going aside all of that. We're also seeing them. And you do see that there is this bond. There is this love there. But you also can see that I think there's this... This want for change. Like, Rose wants, you know, she wants Sam to be able to have a better life. You know? It's like, um, I think she thinks that he's trapped. That he's been forced into this existence that, you know, isn't good for him. And so you're wondering what exactly, what exactly are we seeing, right? Is I th- for for some reason, you kind of get the impression that maybe this is a uh, a modern day Red Riding Hood, right? I think that's what I I first kind of wondered: is it Red Riding Hood? I don't vis I, I and I, I'm not quite sure why. Right? Because I'm like, oh, is the girl in Red Riding Hood called Rose? Is that it? Or does she have red hair? Hmm. What is the thing? But he, he you know, he looks seems like a woodman. So yeah, that that's the that's where my my weird brain is going right now. But yeah, you know, they're laughing and they're sharing things. But there is this concern, there is this deep concern that is always there. It's funny, like, with some of the conversations that we see as well, you know, like, we just have those typical fights. Like, he tells her, you look really nice today, which, oh, always a minefield, always a minefield, son. You know what I mean? Just say you look nice. If you say a day, then it's just like, oh, so the rest of the time, I'm what? I'm, you tell me I'm what? You know, but it's just like, okay, you know, they, they, we, we have those natural things, right? So amongst all of this oddness, you know, it's just day to day. 
right? It's just the normal couple shit. But there's definitely more. So when, you know, I think they have a resupply issue, which is shady as hell. You're like, uh, uh, yeah, there is something else that we aren't getting. But uh, the the whole situation, you think, okay, this isn't going to go well. And obviously it doesn't. So it just leads to other weird shit, right? Other weird shit. And you, so you're watching it and you're thinking, okay, when's the reveal come? Like, what's the reveal? What's the the craziness that we are going to be seeing? Right, that's the, you know, one of the big things that we're kind of waiting on. And they build the tension, like they build up to it really well. I've got to say, they build up to it really well. We have these great performances from everyone involved, you know? I think they, yeah, they give us this great sense of, you know, is it like Stokey as Sam. You know, we we definitely get from him this overriding sense that he needs to take care of Rose. You know, he needs to take care of Rose. But, you know, it's wearing on him, right? You can see it. It's wearing on him. He's tired. He's angry. But he's not. Angry at her, it's a situation because he loves her, right? And with Rose, you know, we, we get this that you know she's got all this love for Sam, but you seem that she's tired, she's tired of the way everything is, right? She's she's tired of. The limitations, you know, of having Sam have to restrict his life, you know, having to hide out in this cabin. It's all, it's all there. It's all without them having to say anything. And that's great. You know, it is great when you can get actors that can convey so much. Without having to go, okay, so here's the gist. Um, we're here because of this. And, right, so what you're going to see is blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? So that's tremendous. Right? Olivia Gray. Olivia. I didn't ask her name. Olive Gray. You know, she does a, I think we get a good performance from her as Amber. You know, she, um... I think what we see is this intrigue for what's going on, this fear of having to go back to the life that she's running away from. You know, all of that is there, and that's great. I did think that, I don't know, some of the stuff that her character does 
it doesn't always doesn't always kind of seem right you know for the situation but she does play it very well especially you know when they're outside when they first meet like you definitely see the fear the fear the pain you know all of the emotion is there so that's great right i think for a film like this and it's very important that you don't know too much I think knowing too much is a real detriment to the experience that you will get. I think it best plays when you um you go in cold, right? You go in cold because you don't want to think, oh, is that that and is this this and blah blah blah. You know, you, you just want to see it all play out. So I I I do kind of yeah. I think some of the the blurb that is written out there, uh, it does say way too much, way too much. And I did think it's a bit of a shame that some of the stuff is kind of, you know, the curtain is drawn a little bit earlier on. It'd be good if you know, I mean, if it could have just been. Strung out a little longer But yeah This is very It's an interesting film Right It's a definitely An interesting take On um, Kind of this folklore And the end The ending is tremendous The ending really is Great Right, just the way it all goes down And so then it's just, you know, the questions, the faults You know, it's just like, what happens next? Like, where would that go? You know, it's all there And also, when you think about what happens, right? And then you think about the folklore itself. You're like, hold on. Is, hmm, because shouldn't it, hmm. So, yeah, all of that is there, right? So, you, you, you get this great conclusion that you're thinking because... End of the day, that's what you want from a film, right? You want to, you you want it to sit there. You want it to kind of, you know, burrow its way into the consciousness. So you are just thinking, you know, it's all flipping around the mindsets, and you're just like, oh, did that scene mean that? And oh, when they said that thing, that might have been an allergy for that. Was that a metaphor for? Ooh, so when a film does that to you people, you know you're onto something great. And um, yeah, this is intriguing as hell. You know, I think if you enjoy uh like these different takes on things, stuff like Punch and Judy, you know, that came out last year, you know, 
We talked about that at the festival last year, and I think it is now on Amazon. So we got that. You know, you've got um, things like Once Upon a Time. You know, there's that other one, right? So if you like those kind of things, you know, if that intrigues you, you enjoy it, then I think Rosa Love Story. Yeah, I think you'll dig that. But really, even when you take all the other stuff out of it, it is this... Yeah, it's like these moments of with these people trying to come to terms with their predicament. You know, trying to ensure that love wins out. Right? You know, something like the a quiet place. You know, you definitely kind of see some of that in it as well. But um yeah, there's you know, there's a definitely a lot of faults. You know, when you're watching it, there's a lot of things happen that you do wonder about. You know, which is a good thing. So, hey, as a you know, first feature, Jennifer Sheridan has done a superb job. Done a superb job. You know, it it's it's not a perfect film, but it is a really well put together feature. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, you're not gonna, I don't think you're going to feel that you've wasted your time watching it, I think you're going to enjoy it, and you're going to be drawn in by the, just the superb performances from the cast, so people, 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 right, you do get the opportunity to see this film because, okay, so it played today, but it's also running Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, right? So I believe the last playing on the iPlayer is 8.30 on Friday the 16th. So that's plenty of time, people. So... Do you know what I mean? Get all your get all your snacks together. Get your chair, your nook, your whatever all comfy. Sit down and enjoy this flick. Rose, a love story. Okay, people. So uh yeah, now you've heard the review. Let us hey, let us sit down with the director. And um, find out her thoughts and insights and all of that good stuff. All right. Enjoy. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Good. How are you? Ah, tremendous. Good. Welcome to Echo Chamber. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I, I, I watched the film this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah, 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 and yeah, dreadful. I can't believe you wasted my time. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, the funny thing is, I just, I literally, I finished the other day, um, Angela Carter's The Blood Chamber. 
Ooh. which is, um, you know, she, she plays with like folklore and legends and stories like that, like Red Riding Hood and different things like that. So it was just like reading this. And I think at the beginning, I had a few kind of like, oh, what's happening here? You know, because you, it's like the, the, the weird music and then we see snow and trees, weird wind, weird wind chimes. What the hell is that? And then your old cabin, but he locks the door. Oh, woodsman. And then you kind of see, new locks? There's a few. Oh, oh, damn. Is this the other side of Taken? Is this the stuff we don't see? Like, what's happening here? <laughs> So it was just, it, it was kind of in, intriguing to see how you were going to spin this story, you know? Oh, good. I'm glad you're intrigued. Yeah, yeah, no. I, the acting was tremendous. I really, because I really, you really bought the love between them. You know, yeah. I thought that was there, but then you had that, you know, underlying stuff. Like she wants him, you know, she's sad that he's confined to this way of living he's like angry because she's confined and sad because you know this is what it is but he doesn't re re really resent it because he loves her so you've got this weird dynamic and it's there and you're just like oh god damn it like <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had problems. Damn. <laughs> like, what kind of compelled you to make this? Well, I mean, I absolutely loved the script when I read it. And then I met Matt Stokoe, who stars in the film and who wrote the script. Mm. And we had a really kind of similar viewpoint on how we'd make it and how we'd want it to look. and. And then Sophie came involved and she kind of brought an extra layer to it because she had real insight into the character that she was going to play. And, you know, so it was a really organic thing. But I think you're right. I think what I kind of loved about the story was that it was creepy and, and atmospheric and like a bit claustrophobic and stuff. But then it also had this kind of very real relationship dynamic. And I think anyone who's been in kind of like a tricky relationship where there's a bit of codependence going on or, or you've had to become a bit of a carer for that person. It's like how you come back to any sense of normality and like a romantic relationship once you've had to manage someone's life in any way is really, is really complicated. And I think that's what this film really looks at. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, you know, I think when you've got a film that, you know, you're only, you've only really got a limited number of sets. So it's mainly in one room kind of thing. That really then is on the actors and like, you know, yourself to convey everything and to get it right. And if, if, you, if there's a misstep, it's so glaring. And yeah, I just thought it played, played perfectly in that oh, sense, I thought, yeah. Like the one thing I was just wondering about though, was because, you know, I don't read blurb, I don't watch trailers. I like to go in cold and just experience it. So, but when you've got something like this, I think it really plays out well when you have no understanding. 
right? And so after the fact, you know, I have to get information to do the review and stuff like that. And so you've seen certain words appear and you're like, ah, oh, that's a shame. I wish they didn't say that there. Because then the person like doesn't have it in them. But like, what's your kind of thought about, you know, all of the other side of the things when you have to kind of promote the film? You know, yeah. so you have to say certain things, but it's just like, am I saying too much? Like, what? You know, I don't want to reveal the, you know, the behind the curtain too much, but I need to sell it. Like, you I know, know. I, I do find that whole thing really complicated, especially with something like this, because, you know, you're sort of selling it as a horror film, but you know, you've seen it. It's not a jump scare, jump scare horror. It's not that. It's it's something a bit different it's got a bit more depth to it it's a bit more of drama elements to it mm. so you worry that you're kind of selling horror fans down a kind of different route but then there's people who are afraid of horror or who don't like horror who might be missing out on the story because yeah. they're thinking this is a horror but actually it's got so much more to it so it's it's complicated it's probably why sales agents and stuff like it to be one defined thing <laughs> <laughs> but i just think that's boring <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, so want, yeah, you want those films that mix up the dichotomies that like play with it all because that's in because that's life in general. And yeah. it's just like I don't think you know a horror can have comedic moments in it. I think that was the Thank thing you. I really liked about the first blade, because there were these just funny lines in the film, but it was no way a comedy. But you just had these moments and you say something, you're really like, ah. But yeah, it was just, you know, and I think that's what it can be. But as you said, yeah. ain't the scariest, the, the end, oh my God, the end was crazy. <laughs> it was so crazy. Like, what the hell? And then it's just, you're like, what? The, huh? So, what? Blah. <laughs> and then it offers up other questions because, you know, they, they get intimate during the film. So it's like, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Do, do they do they sell? You know, ah, I'm baffled. I know. I'm baffled. I'm intrigued. I've got questions, Jennifer. <laughs> this is the thing, you know, like it. It's risky, kind of playing with the traditional narrative structure, where you're kind of like you tell a story and then you end it. I mean, this this film is so much more like a chapter in a book. You know, there's things that come mm. before it that you don't know about, and there's things that come afterwards that you kind of have to yeah. make your own mind up about. And I think. Some audiences might not like that, uh, but hopefully yeah, enough of them will. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's good because it gives, you know, you want full after it. But where can people see this? What, what happens next? No, like after the festival. Oh. Yeah, where, where can they see that? I see how red light is drawing us to a close, Jennifer, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, but, you know, if people miss it during the festival, where you know have you got a deal for streaming or anything like that not yet but i guess we'll see how the reviews go <laughs> well i don't think you have an issue with that so once you oh, have all you. of that sorted out come back let us know we have a longer chat we can talk about things and um plot what's happening next okay okay wonderful. <laughs> that's great thank Splendid. you thank you for your time jennifer Tremendous lovely to talk to you thank you Okay, people, so, hey, say it all the time, go check out the BFI website, right? There's a, you know what I mean, the, the festival ends on Sunday, people, ends on Sunday, 
So, hey, there's still time to see films. Alright, they're showing on B- BBC iPlayer, BFI iPlayer, even. Alright, so there is time. Alright, so go do that. Also, hey, there's six other episodes of this, right? So go check out all the coverage. See what gems you should be going and checking out and keeping an eye out for. And uh, yeah, enjoy, people. We will be back. Oosh. If not tomorrow, definitely Friday. Okay? Peace, people.